Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest for the second time is Cam Rowland. Cam, give us a little intro to yourself again. Hey, thanks, Glenn. Great to be back. Yeah, I'm in Winnipeg. I've been real estate investing since 2006, full-time since 2010, quit my day job, uh, essentially doing no money down deals with rent-to-own lease options. And here we are today, 2019, and I'm happy to uh, be chatting with you again today. Awesome. So you've been uh, doing some online posting about doing uh, flips to, uh, I guess it's a flip to a lease option? Is that the... Yep, flips to lease option, flips to a rent-to-own. Yeah, it's... um, Strategies I've been doing for a bit, but I find it particularly uh, interesting now with some of the changing markets in different uh, places across the country. But, you know, houses are taking uh, a little bit longer to sell, uh, you know, and, and flips. Seen, you know, here recently um, a flip that did a wonderful job, but took them six months to sell. I mean, that killed their, their profits, right? Uh, right there. So... So this this idea of of uh, turning into a turning a flip into a, a rent own does a whole bunch of stuff to improve your cash flow. Yep, it also gives you another exit strategy. I, I keep dabbling into the multifamily, into the small multifamily, but the the one of the perks to doing single family is the multiple exit strategy. Exactly. Yeah, the more exit strategies you've got on any particular property the more opportunity to get higher return on investment, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, basically, um, some of the things that I've been seeing with that are, you know, let's take this example of this house that was beautifully done but just took took six months. And it, it probably took six months because they were, um, uh, they, they put a lot of money into it. Uh, it took them longer to do. And the realtor that they had, good realtor, but you know, aggress like a like priced it aggressively, and it was just too high, and it just it sat. They had several price drops, and so you know, you you take an example like that, and basically by six months they're just like, this is the number we need. We just want to get out, right? And so, but if they had have um, known about the rent own strategy and applied it, the whole process would have looked different for them, right? So. Let's say that as they were doing the renos, they decided, you know what, let's try to do a rental on this property. So they go out and find a qualified tenant buyer, and you essentially have the tenant buyer ready to move in the, you know, as soon as you're done with the renos. So now you've got basically zero downtime from the time you finish the renos to it generating revenue. And because uh, that's often a killer, just that time frame right there. So right uh, uh, a tenant buyer in the property who's paying you top market rent and, and you know with with how I set mine up it's really above market rents but we're crediting them back some yep. and um, so now you've got a tenant buyer in there with a let's say a three-year lease now you can go back to your bank and you say look I've got a three-year lease banks like that and they're paying top dollar for it now you can refinance the the project and get your your money out that you put into in terms of your rentals so right there that's already a win and um 
so then as you're going forward, you've got the, the, uh, the tenant buyer and, um, you know, I mean, in a perfect world, they'll qualify after three years. Yeah. Sometimes they do. Often they don't. Uh, but you work with them. So, but let's just assume that they're qualifying, you know, lead up to three years. So now you've got your built-in exit strategy. Uh, it's already in play. You, this tenant buyer is going to be buying the property. So here, as you're looking to unload the property, you've got, again, no, no vacancy. Uh, the tenant buyer has put down, you know, a significant down payment. They're paying above market rents. Um, you don't have any staging costs. Stages are great, but in this particular scenario, you don't have any staging costs. Uh, again, you don't have any vacancies. You don't have, you know, a ton of open houses, you know, 50 different parties walking through your house. you got to clean it, as well as you don't have realtor fees when you're selling the property. Yeah. So that all just kind of just keeps chalking up win, 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 yeah. and maximizes your return on investment because you made some money on the flip, hopefully. Yeah. You did the, your numbers right. And now you're making money on this exit strategy, working with a rent-to-own client, helping them become a homeowner, and they're exiting. Uh, they're helping you exit yeah. your property. I'm glad you mentioned the refi, great. Right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a there's a caveat to exactly what you're talking about because uh, there's there's lots of individuals who get into flipping but are using hard money and can't necessarily go back to the bank and get Get conventional now. Often they, you know, oftentimes they can. They'll 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 buy the property uh, with hard money, and they'll um, borrow the renovation costs with hard money. So now you're, you know, ten twelve percent on on all your funds. That's pretty rich for a long period of time. Yeah, you can do it on a, a flip. Um, but so what you can do in those scenarios if you can't go back to the bank and do a traditional refinance at low interest money and you know, pull out your, yeah. your money you've got into it, uh, what you can do is you can do that whole deal and you can package it and sell it to another investor. Ah, yeah. So you can, you can do it that way. Either you can stay involved in it. I've done that where I, I've sold the house uh, to a new investor and I've done a sandwich lease where I'm still involved till the end. Or I've also done it where you you just package the whole deal and you sell it to an investor. So for an investor who wants kind of a turnkey, but they control the whole deal, uh, they can just purchase a property from you. So now now you've made your profit, but you've you've created another new product. Uh, you know, besides a flip, you've created another product that's got three years of revenue, and you can sell that to an investor who wants that sort of deal. So that's another way to do it. Off the start, you were mentioning a qualified buyer. What, mm -hmm. do you, what do you look for when you're looking for a qualified buyer? What's so basically what we're doing is we're, we're essentially using the same criteria that the bank is looking for, right? First of all, you've got to have enough income because yeah. uh, I've seen, I've seen uh, people who try to do the rent-to-own model and they'll almost throw anybody in there. Um, but if, if they don't have enough income, um, the bank's not going to qualify them. You qualify them anyways, right? Yeah. So, so, so we're looking for uh, in total income. We're looking for their 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 debt servicing rate. So the the two numbers so of the bank. Total income is it the same sort of ratio you're looking for? Like 
whenever I'm looking for tenants, I want them to make like three times the rent? Or is, it, is there a specific number that you look for? Yeah, I use the numbers that the banks are looking for. So banks, depending on a credit union or one of the national banks, anywhere from 32 to 36% of their gross income can be used for housing. Okay. So that's that's the first number. And then their, their total debt servicing is about, uh, you know, 44%. Again, depending on which bank you're using. Uh, so those are the two criteria there. We're looking for them to have some money down initially. Yeah. Um, you know, so ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand uh, dollars. We are also looking for, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're forming a relationship with these people over the next three years, so we want to make sure that we can work with them. So that's some of the more soft stuff, people skills type stuff. But you know, you don't want to put someone in there that is abrasive to your personality, and every time they call, he's just like, I don't want to even talk to this guy, right? So. You're, you're forming a relationship, so that's that's important in that. But in terms of the numbers, you're looking for, um, you know, their income, their debt, what their credit score is, and a down payment. And so, uh, like, the clients I normally work with either don't have enough of down payment or their credit is in trouble or, uh, you know, just not good. And so that can be anything from someone who's just been really bad with credit uh, which can be troublesome three years down the road. Um, but I've also worked with, you know, a couple clients recently working with uh, a couple that had major sickness and lost one of their jobs. They went through, um, uh, they went through bankruptcy. I had another uh, family that uh, she lost her husband, uh, couldn't keep up the payments. She lost her house to foreclosure. So, both of these show up on their credit reports, and a bank won't lend to them. But they're both making over a hundred grand, and you know the average house price here in Winnipeg's three fifty. Yep. So they can afford it, but their credit's not good. So, so we're essentially helping them get those bad things to drop off their credit report. Uh, give them a checklist of things they need to do to repair their credit, and then time needs to play. So. That as well as, you know, I'm working with, uh, with a young guy now. He's in his late 20s. Uh, he's had a job, but he recently started his own business. And he's got great credit, uh, north of 700. He's got, you know, a really good deposit. But the banks are saying, you know, show us two years of, of, of history of your business. And it's got to be good. It's got to, you know, have enough income. And then we'll lend you money for a mortgage. So those are all the types, you know, those are a bunch, that's a snapshot of the type of people that we're working with. Uh, but in terms of uh, the criteria, basically we're pre-qualifying them for the same stuff that the bank's looking for. So you said part of that was the down payment too. So mm. if they don't have the down payment, is that like a game over to the whole lease option? Uh, yes and no. So it really depends on every, you know, one of the things that I, I, I love about real estate and, and lease options is is to be creative and it's about problem solving, right? So every deal is a different deal. There's hardly any cookie cutter type stuff. So I had a flip um, probably about six years ago, beautiful home. And uh, this was like I was new in my flip journey and um, I did okay on it. Not great, but it's like, you know, so 
so it was vacant for a bit and it's like oh man what am i going to do here it's vacant i'm losing money now and and at that time i couldn't refi traditionally and so started interacting with this with this couple through one of my ads and going back and forth and uh so it turns out long long story short they only had three thousand dollars to put down and i was looking for ten uh, but they were able to uh, pay substantially higher each month. So we met with them, met them in their home, which is a really important thing to do because you want to see how people um, live before you know they get into your home. And so I got in their home. It was a it was a show home. Um, they were uh, both working professionals, no kids, a couple dogs, and uh, their home was gorgeous, like it was out of a magazine. And so we talked about this and and talked about you know you know how much extra they'd have to pay each month to to be able to build up enough of a down payment so i took a chance on them and uh with only three thousand down i was looking for 10. Uh, long story short three years later they qualified uh they uh generated uh through the monthly payments i think they built up twenty one thousand with me yep. uh you know they started with three so they built up twenty thousand you know, divided by 36 months, and that was on top of the rent. And yeah, so um, that was a that was a very low money down for a very nice house, and um, so it worked. But I, I've also done that. I've taken risks on other people, and they've they bombed pretty bad. But uh, that's how you learn. And uh, so you know, I've been doing this, uh, you know, not forever, but doing it long enough that I see trends in. In clients, um, in terms of just a bunch of stuff, you know, when I'm asking them my my series of pre-qualifying questions, I'm hearing stuff and I'm seeing stuff that I've seen that before, and that's a good trend or that's not a good trend, and so it is what it is, and we learn by our mistakes. And if, if people want to get in contact with you, um, how would they do so? Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Um, so uh, they can reach me at my website, creativeinvestor.ca, and also uh, Facebook, Creative Invest, and Cam Rowland is my Facebook, and I've, uh, I interact quite a bit on Facebook. Probably the best way to get a hold of me that way. I do have email and contact phone on my creativeinvestor.ca website, and yeah, would love to chat with people, helping them on their journey. Perfect. Thanks very much, Cam. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Glenn. I hope... Uh, Hope this was useful to somebody. I think it will be. <laughs> Thanks.